hello, Troy. This is Regal View. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big golden collar opinions. I am Troy to the Max Extreme. Oh, yeah, I'm JT3K. <laughs> JT3K! <laughs> and today we are going over another Sundance classic from this yeah. last year that. Uh, I missed throughout the year. A film we missed in 2018. And it is Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite an interesting premise when I saw the trailer. Yeah. I thought, uh, along with this and, like, Black Klansman, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, a weird uh, uh, type of movie that I wouldn't necessarily see. And I'm glad it came out in, like, a smaller release and got, like pretty good acclaim because like otherwise i'm like "Ah, i might skip this yeah what i mean yeah um but it uh was definitely a quite a bit of a ride it took on me yeah like going from the trailer to actually what happens in the movie you would be a bit surprised yeah it's a bit surreal yeah i know (laughs) a lot of people have uh, kind of like uh compared this as like this year's get out and i'm like "Eh." No, <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't think this is this year's Get Out. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying, no. <laughs> I would say only very tangentially, loosely. Sure. Yeah. Yes, it's this year's Get Out. I mean, but I don't. It think... it does it does uh make a statement on on certain race issues, but yeah. I think that's the only thing that it really has yeah. to compare itself to Get Out. Yeah. I, yes, I would agree. <laughs> Um, so yeah, sorry to bother you. This is what's coming up down the pipeline right now. Right, immediately. I'm hitting you with the facts right now, JT, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Uh, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) I didn't sign the contract. Well, yeah, you kind of did. You're in for for the long haul. That's true. There's no real paperwork, but we bought beer for this. We did. That's pretty much the contract for the show. (laughs) Once a 12-pack is bought... You are, you're stuck. You're in it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, this technically debuted January 20th. Ooh. But didn't make its real debut until Sundance, July 6th, 2018. Summer release. Finding its <laughs> wide release a mere week later after Sundance. Gotcha. On the 13th of the same year. Yeah. 2018. Uh, with a budget of $3.2 million, domestically made $17.5 million. Wow. 3.2. Wow, we did some small budget-ass movies this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, worldwide, it was not released. Okay. So, 13, or, I'm sorry, 17.5 is where it stands. Gotcha. Rotten Tomatoes has that at 93%. Uh, IMDb has that at a 7 out of 10. And Sean Leathers... Gives it a thumbs down. Whoa, Sean Leathers. (laughs) Yeah. Sean had a hot take. Whoa, Sean Leathers. I went and did... Sounds uh, like a porn star. I don't know what he is is or not, but he did give it a thumbs down. I read his review. Yeah. Um, He has some valid points in it. I wouldn't agree completely with his review, but he said that at one point... It got too ridiculous for him, and he didn't finish the movie. Whoa. So that's how strongly he felt. We'll see if he made a mistake. We'll see. Or not. 
Sean Leathers. Sean Leathers. Be my newest he was too busy filming review. a porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watch out, box office mom. Sean Leathers. Box mom. Ma- yeah. Sean Leathers <laughs> is gonna is gunning for your spot, box office He's mom. Taking the world by storm. You better start reviewing more stuff, box office mom, or Sean Leathers is gonna move right in <laughs> on your spot. You better believe it. Um a celebrity death match. Sean Leathers <laughs> versus box office mom. Thumbs versus buckets. <laughs> Put a thumb in her bucket. Uh, JT, could you try to summarize this movie in a little tight little package? I can try. Uh, we follow a young man by the name of Cassius Green, mm-hmm. who uh, is trying to find a job because he is... Uh, on the poor end of things, and he finds a job <laughs> at a at a call-in service uh-huh. called Regal View, uh-huh. telemarketing. Telemarketing, yeah. of course, where uh, he calls people to sell random things, and uh, if uh, you become successful at said job, you become what is called a power caller. Mm-hmm. Oh, power! I think it's a golden where... caller. God damn it! <laughs> Where uh, you uh, rise up the ranks to sell more uh, lucrative, l- l- yeah, I-, I would say lucrative <laughs> things, but uh, all this takes place in a very outlandish reality mm-hmm. that is a uh, very. Um, <laughs> Watching your face trying to tread through this carefully yeah. without spoiling it is spoil very anything. fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a very strange universe where they uh, comment on different things in uh, in our own reality. Uh-huh. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. The trailer uh, for this movie made it seem pretty fun. The trailer is... Pretty much, this is the gist of the trailer. Uh, the main character, Cassius, gets a job at a telemarketer. And in order for him to rise in the ranks of it, he needs to put on a white voice in yeah. order to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, who's voiced by David Cross. <laughs> who's voiced by David Cross. And in, once he starts doing that, he starts finding a little bit more fortune on his side. Yeah. And then... Um, that's that's pretty much all I got from the trailer, besides a few other weird, surreal points in this, but it doesn't really get into, like, the odd aspects of the movie in the trailer. Yeah, yeah but very surprising. Near the thing. end, it gets very odd. <laughs> like, very out there. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm not gonna say whether I liked it or I hate it, I'm just gonna say it gets you, out there. You don't see it coming at all. No, no. It's pretty nuts. Uh-huh. So... That could be a little bit misleading from the trailer, but regardless of what you, if you like to be surprised during a movie, it could be a good grace for you. Yeah. Uh, But I will say it, I don't think the trailer represents this movie well enough. Okay. Um, well, just the premise alone that the trailer sets, I was already on board. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, they're playing with, like, a race thing on, like, how mm-hmm. the only way you can succeed is if he, like, portrays himself as a white man. Yeah. But, like, he's not seen. So, like, is that going to play a part once he gets yeah. higher up the chain mm-hmm. of command or whatever like that? So I was already on board with that. 
And then once that starts, that's like like only like a real minor blip in the movie. Yeah. Where it's like once he gets he does get higher on the on the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. but then from there things go very differently. Yeah. I remember when uh, I brought this up when I said that I watched it on the show. On the show, I uh, I said that one of the things that I had the m- most major gripe about was that I felt like this movie tries way too hard to comment on way too many things. <laughs> okay, I like, could see that. D- d- yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you see that? Yeah, like they. They comment on things, even, like, things that don't really pertain to the story. They just kind of comment on them. Where you're like, okay, so... And and that's a thing, but, I mean... You could have spent that time actually, like, trying to develop, like, what you're really trying to say. (laughs) Like, they do... There's, like, a a scene where they're at a bar, and uh, Cassius is like, oh... Was that the VIP spot back there? Uh, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The like, I even know what the password is. It's just, just say this, and you can get in. And then he gets in, and it's like, it's super crowded and really loud. You can't really do anything, uh-huh. and like everyone's spilling their drink on him and stuff. And then he gets back out to the actual bar where it's like comfortable, and everyone's like just being like chill. And he's like, that was awesome, right? Or it's like, yeah, everyone wants to be the VIP in a bar, uh-huh. but like. It's not really VIP because there's more people in the VIP spot than there is in the actual bar. Uh-huh. I get what you're saying, but did you really need to put this in the put that in this movie? I thought that too. Was, I was <laughs> like, what was the point of that? Because it never comes really back up again. No, like, like I understand. Like, yeah, okay, that's that's a really cool concept, but it doesn't pertain too much to what you're really trying to say. I yeah, I gave. I guess like maybe in the beginning of the movie it would make more sense because he is kind of trying to chase like a dream of like being a better person or like at least being uh not a better person but like be more interesting because he even says that at one point yeah 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 like making more money having more things happen yeah and i understand that and like that's also that's part of the reason why i like his him and uh tessa thompson's relationship so much Mm -hmm. which i'll get to in more but yeah like he you he strikes you as someone that's like he even sees his dad as someone that was way more successful than him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he always has his picture up whenever he's, like, mm-hmm. doing something. And that That's, like, his driving force to, like, keep striving to be more successful. But, yeah, like, they, they do these weird kind of detours where you're, like... I mean, yeah, that's a thing. But I feel like you could have used that time to really draw out what the real message of the whole movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even um, just, for instance, at the telemarketer office, like, right as he gets in the gate, like, they make a big deal to stick to the script, blah, 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 blah. And, like, he, like, you can tell that, like, that's, like, a hindrance for him in order to get sales. But, like, Danny Glover next to him, it's like, oh, you need to put on your white people voice in order to do yeah. it. And then when he does it, he's got, like, I can't remember who voices him. In his white person voice, but it does it yeah. once. Yeah, I and don't then know. I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. Because Pat Oswald is like the is like the voice of the Mr. Bleep guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then from there, like, does he follow the script with a white person voice? No. Like, well, they set up where it's like you have to. 
it's not so much following the script as it is you have to insinuate that you're way more successful than what you are. Right. Like, that's what Danny Glover, like, puts across to him, where it's like, you have to, you have to, like, put across the idea that you have way more shit than you have. Like, that's the essence of a white person voice, is that, like, you have no worries in Uh life whatsoever, because you are taking part in whatever product you're trying to sell. Uh Uh-huh. Regardless, you can get from the trailer that he finds success when he finally clicks on his white person voice. Yeah. (laughs) And it's David Cross, of all people. (laughs) Which, like, if he called me on the phone, I'm like, what is this? (laughs) I know, like, even, like, when he's, like, doing things where, like, he's, like, Lakeith Stansfield is talking as David Cross, and David Cross is like, what's up, my brother? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, David Cross would not convince me to do anything. It needs to be something like John Hamm or something like that. David like, Cross would not do yeah, anything like, for me. Oh, man, it'd be real sexy if you uh, took part in this white slavery type thing that I'm trying to sell you. And then, uh, uh, so once he does get up to the upper echelon it was like oh but well before even that so like he is kind of finding success in his job and all the same time everybody else in his whole little office area is having like trying to perform like almost a coup a strike yeah they're doing a strike yeah um in order to get paid more yeah they're not yeah they're not getting paid enough and um he's Phones down. <laughs> he he's all for everybody getting, uh, like a better equal pay for what they do. But at the same time, like he's kind of in a tough spot where he's also getting promoted, so he's also getting like better treatment and everything. Yeah. And he's still looking out for himself. Yeah, like he wants to be making more money for himself and all but, that. Yeah, stuff. but they frame it in a way where it's like, oh, and you're. Like once you get promoted, like you're not part of them. Like right. you're you're going up, so right. it's like they're not gonna give a shit if you go up. Uh huh. Where oh well, well like oh God, man, I guess I can take the, I guess I can take it and uh-huh. <laughs> make that big of a deal. <laughs> um, another character I like uh, I liked in this too was that like, uh, like the lady consultant character. Oh yeah, what they say their name? Oh, I can't remember it. her name. Um, I could probably look it up, but yeah. Like she was, it was, like, yeah, cracking it was me she up. said her she had, she said her last name was uh Debauche or whatever. And it's like <laughs> you mean debauchery? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Debauchery. Her last name was Debauchery. And it's like, you mean debauchery? Like, no, it's it's Debauchery. <laughs> I really liked her, even though she had, like, a small part. There was even, like, points in this, too. Yeah, when she was putting the code for the elevator to get up to the, the power collar right. floor, and she's just doing it forever. And it's like, do you do you need some help? Or... <laughs> no, I, got, I got this. And she's just like, like, so many. The and the whole time, like she's going up to, like I loved every time that he was in the elevator. Yeah, and like and the elevator just like pretty much like blowing him verbally. <laughs> like, you have such a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like that also too. Like she was totally falling for him and like trying to get in his pants for all that type of shit, and like, 
God, I'm like not. Oh, she doesn't have any picture. But yeah, yeah Diana debauchery. Yeah, Debouchery. Debouchery <laughs> is her fucking name. Um, but yeah, I I I liked. It. I thought I've seen her in other things too, but maybe... I know she looked like really. She looks like a younger uh, Catherine Hahn, the chick from uh, Step Brothers that tries to fuck the. Yeah, I I'm not. I'm going through like her. She was in Ghosted. Maybe she was in the pilot of that that we saw. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, like I don't think she's been in anything else that I've seen. Old Debo Sherry. Debo Sherry. Huh. Oh well. Um. Anyway, she's got like a super small part, but she was great in. Yeah. This. No, she's she's funny. So. <clears throat> the. From the trailer, the kind of like surreal moments in this don't really <laughs> hold a candle to what really happens in this. Yeah. Because there's only a few times where it's like, oh, it looks like it's kind of like a heightened reality type of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, that could be fun. For the most part, it is up to like the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and full disclosure... So I had a rough night last night with a sick throwing up child. Yeah. And I watched this movie today kind of half in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And so when it got to the turn, <laughs> I was almost comatose. <laughs> and so, like, I'm going to lean on JT a little bit here to help oh, me through the ending yeah, of you're this. You're fine. You're fine. But, like, yeah. I... S- it resonated. The, it resonated with me enough where I think I can. I can help us. Both I saw out. the ending, and they lead up to it a little bit in there, like before the last twenty minutes. But I'm just still at the point where I'm like, "What is happening in this?" Yeah. Like, what really happened? Like, let's just get into spoilers in this. So, like, what? Oh yeah. When he gets into the um, super callers. Power caller. Power. God damn it! The power callers. Yeah, they're like selling like really lucrative stuff. Like what, they're like- selling slave labor because uh, well, you see commercials for it throughout the the movie where they're uh, selling this place called Worry Free, yeah. where like you sell you sign a lifetime contract and they uh they supply you boarding and food and but in in return you have to work for free right for them for whatever like right. you they they supply you with whatever you need in terms of how to live but you pretty much have to work whenever they tell you to work yeah and then when you become a power caller you basically sell worry free to different corporations to buy it as their primary source of workforce mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's the main thing where it's like that, that's like the, my one major problem with the movie is that like I feel like like Boots Riley has things to say in this, uh-huh. and I appreciate like when you're like taking a very outlandish way of trying to say things, but um, it reminded me a lot of the show Atlanta, where I feel like if you watch an episode of Atlanta. They lead you up to that point, but uh-huh. like Boots Riley, like from like scene one is like it's about slavery. <laughs> We're gonna talk about like modern day slavery right now. Get ready. We're gonna talk about modern day slavery. 
<laughs> like I get okay, I get it. I'm just and then the rest of it is just like, well, I gotta waste some time before we get into the modern day slavery stuff. So aren't VIP sections just full of people and then the regular section isn't? Like, oh yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> what does that have to do with the actual Isn't rap music just about saying the N word constantly? Yeah, I guess it is, dude. Like <laughs> I don't know, sure. Yeah. Like he's just like I feel like he has like a like a core thing he wants to talk about, but he blows his wad like in the first five minutes, and then the rest <laughs> is just like, "Oh shit!" Well, now what do I do? <laughs> well, I guess I'll say this. I guess I'll talk about how viral, like how like going viral isn't the best thing. I guess I'll talk like, okay, I get it, but like you do have this story you could have led up to. Where it's like, okay, where are you going? And then when you get to it, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, he blows his wad, like, the first five minutes, and then it's like, oh, shit, well, now what do I say? I, I did, I, I don't, I'm not, like, 100% behind that. Like, I do feel like there's things that he added in this that aren't necessary to the story. Because this movie is almost two hours long. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be at all. Mm-mm. There's, and, and like... It's not like all the little other things like that VIP section thing would take like all that much time out of the movie because it takes like maybe no, two, yeah. two minutes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fine for what it is. Like, it's not like it doesn't like take up so much time when you're like, where the fuck are they going? Yeah. But it's enough where it's like, so is that going to be a thing? Yeah, no? exactly. Like, <laughs> does this, do I need this for the, like the ending of the movie? Yeah. No, it's like, it's a lot of like felt like spinning wheels or wasted time like if you wanted to comment on it that's fine but then make it like mean something don't you're just trying to say everything all at once yeah like i by all means like i i'm i don't hate this movie i actually think like i want to see more stuff by this director and yeah. the writer because like i feel like he does have a means of telling a story that i feel like is poignant where it's like yeah i mean i want to see you try and make a point through this through this lens where it's like everything is super stylized and overhyped to where it's like it almost makes you like take a step back where it's like I mean that's outlandish but it's not too far outlandish to what's going on today right it like slightly elevates it to like a minor cartoony levels which yeah. is fine yeah like it's fun like it makes you say well that that would never happen and then when you actually look at what's going on today you're like but I mean, it's not too. That's not as far <laughs> off as I thought it would be. Yeah, I I, I want to see more from this guy too. But at at the same time, like this one out of the gate, like had a great premise. Yeah, I was hooked on just what the trailer had, and then yeah. I guess going into it, I was like, oh man, this is like just a minor thing of what the trailer yeah <laughs> said it was th- giving me. I think yeah, I think it's it's he kind of suffers from like the this is your first movie. So now you are like, I got to say everything that's on my mind right now. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like he says that he says, like, there's like the random scene of the party where like, they just make him rap for no reason. So then he's like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll try and rap and I'll say this. And then everyone's just like, not really into it. And then he just, he yells N word shit uh-huh. over and over again to rap music. And everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> or it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, people are really are relying too much on the N-word when it comes to rap. I get it. But how, is it, how does it relate to, like, the rest of the story? Like, I, I get that that's a point, but it's like, 
I feel like you could have used this time to say this point to really hammer home the point you're trying to get through the whole movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I I I do agree with that. Um, going on with like the actual plot of the movie, Army Hammer's in this. Yeah. Uh, he is like the what CEO of this. Yeah. What is it called? AmeriCorp? What is it no, called? Uh, worry Free. <laughs> worry Free. I think AmeriCorp is from Workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that it's... <laughs> well, it is very different. I was going to say, not that it's all that different, but it is. It's very different. Uh, before we get into Army Hammer, uh, what do you think of uh, Tessa Thompson as uh, Cassius's girlfriend? Uh... I thought she was good at one point, but then I feel like she gets, like, upset with him once he starts being successful for, like, no reason. Like... No. Oh, go ahead. Um, because she want, She said she liked him more before. Yeah. But then before, she was complaining that he was kind of a deadbeat and doesn't do anything and, like, yeah. needs to be more successful. So when he finally does... Even though he, like, kind of, like, goes against, like, the whole group mentality in that um, call center and, like, finally finds success for himself and is doing these successful things, like, then she has an issue with it. Like, yeah, she, he is, like, now busier where he's, like, maybe can't pick her up from, like, yeah her other job where she, like, spins signs around. Yeah, she, saw, she spins a sign in front of a sign store. <laughs> I or, thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> she's just spinning a sign that says signs. <laughs> or she's also, like, an artist trying to make, like, a whole, like, a collection. Yeah. And she also works in the call center. So, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, like, up and down with her. Um, I, I... A part of me thinks that she was pretty interesting because I feel like she, like, I don't want to talk shit about, I, I feel like I talk shit about female characters on this all the time. <laughs> like, I come off as some weird sexist, but I feel like her, like, her character is supposed to kind of come off as, like, kind of vain, where, like, like, because this movie is so literal and everything that she does is, like, so artistic that, like, her art makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Like, even that scene when, like, uh, I can't remember what it was, but, like, he goes and visits her gallery before it opens. And she's like, man, you got a lot of Africas around here. <laughs> you have like, a lot of really big Africas. Like, like what's the deal? And then she just kind of goes into, like, this weird diatribe. And I try to, like, listen into it. And it's like this thing she's trying to explain about her gallery showing of all these Africas, it's makes no sense. Right. She's just like, well, Africa's big. Africa's got all this stuff. I mean, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like the movie muffles it out because all you, the guy yeah. wants is a joint. Oh yeah. 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 That's all he's looking at. Yeah. I know. But like, like you like, listen, like everything she does artistically, it's just like, it sounds smart, but like, if you really kind of, dissect it it's really stupid <laughs> and i think that's what what her character is supposed to be like even like her gallery showing when he goes and shows up to it where it's literally all over the place like she's fucking uh -huh. she's wearing rubber gloves over her private parts reciting lines to some weird ass fucking tv show while people are throwing exports from africa at her 
And while she has, like, well, half the crowd is, like, stuffed with these weird cement dummies and Uh porches of Africa all over the place. Uh Where it's like, what does this mean? Yeah. But, I mean, that could be... it, uh, I don't know. It, it could mean absolutely nothing. It could have been just, like, a fun little thing. It's like, she's going to be, like, a weird eccentric artist, and, like, the, the director is like, I know this is going to make any sense. Just make her, like, weird eccentric to make it seem like she thinks she's above everybody else. Yeah, but, but that, really that's the thing. Nothing. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think that's why they get to the whole point where, like, she dumps Cassius is because she, her only interest in Cassius was because that she could feel above him. And now that he has a job that is above her, that she feels inferior, and then she has to dump him. Granted, like, he's doing some shady-ass shit. Like, that's the reason she gives for it. But she even says, like, I mean, I I kind of dumped the whole group that's protesting just to be with you because I felt it was awkward. Where it's like, well, if you really felt for the cause, you would have dumped him. Yeah. But she's like... I mean, I, I dumped them because I realized, because I thought you were getting successful, so I stayed with you, but now you're selling slavery? Oh, man, I gotta dump you now. Right. But to, but to defend Cassius here, like, he, at the very beginning of the movie, it was a very fun scene where, like, he's doing his interview for the telemarketing job. Yeah, and he's... And he makes up all this shit oh, where yeah. he's like, yeah, I worked at this uh, restaurant for five years, and then as a teller in this bank, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then his boss is like, well... I was the manager of that yeah. bank for two years, and <laughs> I call bullshit on you. And that I know she like talks about how genuine he was before he got the job, and then they like the first thing you see him in, he's lying to this fucking dude <laughs> about everything that he's accomplished to get this fucking telemarketing job. Uh-huh. But in the same sense, they show how full of shit she is because he goes and visits her at her expo or her uh, showing, and she's like playing up this British accent mm-hmm. when like but in the scene before this, she like berates him for using his white person voice and then he goes and visits her at her gallery and she's like well as you can see i have these random (laughs) pictures of africa you can see i was like that's not your fucking voice like Uh you just yelled at me about using a voice like the like in the last in the like you almost dumped me like she like almost dumped him for that shit yeah pretty much so it's like they show how full of shit she is based on like what like he's full of shit too but it's like Uh They kind of go back and forth where it's like how hypocritical she is, but it's because he's becoming more successful than her using his other voice uh-huh. as opposed to her other voice. Right. Where they're pretty much doing the exact same thing, only he's using his voice to do some probably shadier shit than she is. Right. At first, um, I thought that like, like I knew the white person voice was coming up in it just due to the trailer or whatever, but the movie seems to set it up as like, they really drive home like stick to the script. So I thought it was going to be a thing where like secretly he just goes off script and tries to like get to know these people he's on the phone with. And then he succeeds from there. Cause it, I mean, any other movie would kind of drive you to the point where it's like, he's going to go against authority and do his own thing to succeed. Yeah. And like, that's not really what happens. Like he puts on like the white person voice. So people on the other side don't know what, kind of person they're talking to and kind of like dive into this fake nonsense that he's yeah. selling them blah 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 and then he succeeds from there and then from there it once he gets to the power callers did i say it right this time yeah yes <laughs> like it gets like once he was getting from the tour from mr blank 
Yeah. Or Mr. Bleep, whatever you want to call yeah. him. Because like, I never say his name. They, I found it weird, too, that they bleeped out his name. I liked it. And I was like... Well, no, I, I have a theory on that, too, but we can get to that later. Okay. Uh, let me finish my thought. And then... Yeah. Uh, it kind of gets start to get surreal because, like, upstairs in like the secret elevator, like, it's a total open layout. There's like people just lounging around doing calls and doing whatever they yeah. want. But like, the calls that they make and the stuff that they sell is like totally different. It's not like a box set of encyclopedias. It could be like, like nuclear weapons or what? What you yeah. know? What like big heavy shit or whatever? Yeah, yeah. They they insinuate that it's like weapons and this worry free shit. Yeah, um, and that's where he really and then gauging by his success that he's already had as being a good salesman. Yeah, like he ends up succeeding there and blah blah blah. He keeps working up the chain or whatever. And, and I like all that shit too because they they insinuate that power is definitely attained through salesmanship. I mean, hell, fucking. Not to get political, but our fucking president is a fucking salesman. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing he's ever been successful at. My, yeah. My, <laughs> that's it the, is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they say he's a fucking real estate mogul, but bullshit. He, he's millions of dollars in debt. Uh-huh. Went bankrupt twice. Uh-huh. He's a fucking piece of shit that just knows how to sell his brand. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's all that he's good at. Yeah, that's, yeah. And this movie puts over where it's like, all you need to do is sell. If you can sell anything to anybody, you're going to make as much money as you possibly can, Uh as long as you have no fucking value whatsoever. But from where he makes that jump from the first, the call center up into the higher echelon, the the upstairs, I'll just say, that's where it starts to make the jump into, like, the weird, like, jumps in, like, logic and surrealness, where it's like, oh, okay, so this is, like, going for something really weird here. Yeah. Especially even when they, when, the, the, the white voice thing didn't really, like, take me into surreal so much, as, like, I thought it was, like, a fun little quirk of the movie. Yeah. But then it also does add, once you get farther into the movie, it's like, oh, they're doing, like, some really weird shit, like, this freaking slavery angle and like yeah blah 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 and then but like, i mean they like they like do like small bits of it throughout like they'll do like commercials or they'll do like a there's like a scene where they do like a mtv cribs yeah. edition where it's like hey i'm working worry free check out my bunk yo uh, yeah <laughs> or it's this like where the magic happens and he's sharing yeah. a room with six people or whatever yeah. i live in this room with six people and now i'm eating off this fucking like the school lunch tray of slop (laughs) look at my shit yo yeah it's pretty great uh and then there's like that game show like beat the shit out of me or whatever it is you kick the shit out of me (laughs) uh but then i when it finally makes the real do you want to talk about army hammer now Uh, oh yeah anything else to say uh no I mean, we could talk about Army Hammer. There's another thing when we get to, like, the you kick the shit out of me thing involving okay. him, but that's after Army Hammer. Okay. Well, go ahead and say your thoughts on Army Hammer, then, because I know you... I like, um, I thought Army Hammer was amazing in this, just based off the fact that he played, like, a really good villain, because they, they play him up as, like, the typical, like, CEO mogul, where it's, like, he's basically selling people as, not people, but, like pieces of property uh-huh like he sees them more as like uh a piece of machinery as opposed to as a person and that's why he comes up with this idea 
which is like the big turning point of like the tw- like where there's like 20 minutes left in the movie where he's found a way to mutate people into these weird horse people <laughs> that are equisapiens that they call them yeah and uh, yeah i mean i i didn't hate this part i liked it quite a bit actually where it's like they're playing up where they literally could care less about these people that are under contract with them that they're willing to turn them into a completely different species of person <laughs> yeah to just like up their intake or up their pr- productivity yeah to make them workhorses yeah literally yeah. literally workhorse people uh-huh i this was like one of the points where i kind of like missed that like jump in logic like i'm like why why did this happen? Like, did they say that, like, what he was creating this whole, like, I saw the part where, um, at least I was cognizant enough to like, when I see uh Cassius go nuts because he thought he did like a line of blow that was going to turn him into like this horse person or whatever. Yeah. And he was asking everybody to look at his dick if it looked bigger because <laughs> yeah. he didn't want to. So have, that was the like, one thing that he said: "Is like dick. your dick, you're gonna get a horse cock. <laughs> if you become an equisapien, equi- you get a fucking horse cock. <laughs> yeah, just give me five years or whatever yeah. it is. But then I was like, what did I? I, I did I drift off and miss something big here? Because this is like a." big deal that now there's horse people involved yeah. in this movie. Well, when you watch that video, they put over the fact that because now that he's gotten to the point where he has worry-free and he's literally selling people to corporations for nothing because he has them under this lifetime contract where all he has to do is give them food and shelter. Like, now that he has all these people, there's only so much he can get out of them because they're humans so now the only other step from there is to turn them into something that makes them more productive in terms of strength and speed and uh as he says hopefully like uh obey they mm-hmm. they obey him better. Mm-hmm. So then he comes up with this whole formula that turns people into these horse people called uh equisapiens where they're definitely stronger and more agile and can carry more shit and do all this stuff more like a piece of machinery because it's like uh-huh. once they sign this contract who gives a fuck how smart they are what they can do right you're just a product that moves other products for me uh-huh. and that's what the movie is trying to say okay this was like once it got to that point <laughs> i was like I'm unfortunately drifting in and out of this and I'm like, I need to rewatch this whole thing. But unfortunately there was no time in the day for me to do that. But like, this is one that I would go back and like rewatch to see what the fuck is going yeah. on near the end here. Cause I found it, I didn't find it off putting No, Cause I'm like, this is a turn that I was like, I didn't see coming at all. And I don't know if, before I was like really ready for this really big jump in its surrealness, yeah, or not, but uh, I I found it fun, <laughs> a fun idea, but I I'm I'm still not sure if I'm like a hundred percent behind it or not. Yeah, 
Well, the, uh, what I what I said that I was gonna talk about like the you kicked the shit out of me scene or whatever. So like when uh, so like Cash is pretty much like this is fucked, mm-hmm. and then turns against the whole company after this, and then he he finds out that he dropped his cell phone there, but he sent a video to his girlfriend of the Equisapiens when he like was like trying to find the bathroom and then like ran to this big group of them. And so, like, he's like, well, I gotta get this video out. What am I gonna do? So then he goes and, like, gets on that you kick the shit out of me uh, show where it's like, okay, I'm only on here so I can show this video. And he's like, well, before you do it, we gotta do all this stuff to you. So, uh-huh. like, they send in people to, like, beat the fuck out of him and they cover him in human shit. And then he's like, now can I show my video? I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So then that's him being, like, see people that, like, viral celebrities like they have to put up with people berating them and covering them in shit in order to really get their voice across okay mm-hmm. so yeah i get that okay cool uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so no google <laughs> shut up <laughs> so uh so yeah so they do all that and then they get to this whole thing where he goes back to the uh protest group and then they are actually successful in keeping the scabs from getting into the building and uh, then they're like, oh, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we're successful. And then he find then, like, the movie almost ends with, like, him being, like, he holds his nose, like, ah, ah, ah. And then he holds, and then he pulls his hands away, and his n- nostrils are super large, and he finds out he's turning into a horse person. Oh, boy. And then they do, like, a weird, like, they show, like, the title of the movie, and then they do, like, an after credits thing where, uh, him and a bunch of other horse people storm uh, Army Hammer's house. Okay. That's the end of the movie. Man. Did not see it coming what whatsoever. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking nuts though. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate, like, the whole, like, horse person thing. It's, yeah, like, you get to a point where, like, you even hear, like, <clears throat> what's going on with Amazon, mm-hmm. where they have, like, countless people under under their payroll there and it's like they have people working for 10 hours straight in these warehouses that are so long that they're just and they're telling people to just bring buckets with them to their work line uh-huh. to like piss and shit in because there's nowhere that they can go to the bathroom mm-hmm. it's like we're getting to this point now where we're like so super capitalist that we're just <laughs> like fuck fuck you, <laughs> fuck you we, fuck we, don't, we don't yeah we don't give a shit about like you like having to go to the bathroom uh-huh. that's productivity that we can't have if you're going to the bathroom we need you to stay at your post 24 fucking 7 uh-huh. and i think like they comment on it in this but i don't know i feel like they could have got more out of it if they would have stuck to it as opposed to also trying to comment on other things too yeah i agree the uh I, I felt like the uh, initial premise of just him putting on a white person voice and succeeding was, like, just an interesting enough idea for me to be already hooked. Yeah. And for all this other extra stuff to actually happen in the movie that I was like, well, it's fun. And I, I kind of like the point that they're making, but I felt like you could already have that in a completely different movie. Yeah. So, like, I... You were saying before, like, he was blowing his wad for all of his ideas. Like, 
maybe he kind of did because maybe he thinks this was like his only chance to really make something. Maybe he was maybe, yeah. maybe he was apprehensive. He's like, well, I'm gonna put all my shit in. Yeah, maybe. And so like maybe that was the case. But like I felt like just the premise I was sold on would have been strong enough for a movie. Cause like uh, months later, like Black Klansman kind of has the same premise. Yeah, kind of. I mean, not really. Like they're trying to like infiltrate like the KKK. Yeah. And like a black guy is putting on like a white person voice uh-huh. to infiltrate there, and then like they actually give like a mm-hmm. physical white person there yeah. when they have to meet somebody in person. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like the same kind of idea. Yeah. So like I don't know, maybe one caught wind of the other and like they changed it. Yeah. Uh, who knows. But yeah, I I I appreciate sorry to bother you for what it is. Like I I like I said if this guy makes another thing, I'll I'll gladly watch it cuz I feel like he has a really cool eye for just how like his version of satire and like how he's really to make really able to make these very outlandish environments and scenarios based on uh real life situations but i feel like for this being his first outing a lot of the things that he comments on is very heavy-handed yeah like uh i feel like uh like an episode of atlanta would definitely take what he says and be able to draw it out to 30 minutes where like you're following this journey where it's like where are they going with this like why are they oh why are they going down this route like and then when they get to the the actual theme of the whole episode like it all gets to you where it's like oh shit now i gotta think back to this whereas in this like he just says it yeah like like his whole thing where it's like oh well i'm a viral star so i'm i gotta get my voice out there and the only way I can do that is if people beat the shit out of me and shit on me. I mean, they literally beat the shit out of him and shit on him. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, they literally do that. Yeah. Like, you could find a way to include that without having literal beatings and getting shit on. Right. But he does that because it's like, well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a fast way to get the this, this story across. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I mean, he, I get it. But I feel like it's just, it's done in such a, here it is. Uh-huh. Like, you're not building to anything. You're just, here, here's this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, it for me to, like, come to, a, like, a real grade in this, too, I'm, I'm like, having a hard time <laughs> for a few reasons. One, that, like, I do agree with, like, what you're saying. And, like, there's still aspects I really like of this, and some that I'm like, I don't know if this really worked. And also, like, I don't really, I didn't really, the last, like, 20 minutes I wasn't completely cognizant on. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to, like, I feel like the grade I'm going to give it, it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. But I still feel like it's high enough that I would, the final grade, if I go to rewatch this again, if I'm fully alert. Yeah. Would probably be the same. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to say it's probably like a B minus. Okay. I, I, I'll i give it a very middle of the road B. Okay. Like, I, I appreciate it for what it was trying to say. And I thought it had some really cool ideas and concepts in it. But, like I said before, I think they're all handled very heavy-handedly. And I feel like he could have included a little more intrigue to lead up to the theme or even 
more of a way to connect to it. But I feel like he just puts it out there. And then he does it so much where a lot of the movie is just like, well, shit, what do I do now? Yeah. But uh, in all honesty, I want to see more what this guy does. Yeah, I, I really liked how he portrayed it. It's just that I feel like this is like, this is like typical, like, first time feel. Like, I, even like when I was watching this from the beginning and like I was fully cognizant of what's going on, there's still points where I'm just like, I, I like this movie, but I wonder if culturally it's just not for me. Yeah. Like it's saying something to a totally different crowd that they completely understand that I don't. Yeah. And so, like, I, I had that thought, like, going through it. I was like, yeah. maybe that's the case. And, like, I just I just can't resonate with what he's trying to say. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, all, there's a bunch of weird shit that happens in this. And maybe that's still the case. And, like, maybe I just can't put that together. Yeah. But, I like... I mean, it says something when your main character, whose main goal is to be more successful and rich in life, his name is Cash is Green. Yeah, I, I put that together. <laughs> But, um, I, yeah, so maybe, I mean, that maybe that's the case, but, yeah. um, fun fact, we brought up Atlanta a few times that, uh, Donald Glover, uh, was actually going to be the main character in this. Yeah. But he couldn't because he was wrapped up doing solo. Yeah. And so he recommended, um, Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. He's really good in, in Atlanta too. Is he? He's probably one, like up, like. Next to Donald Glover, he's probably my favorite character in, in Atlanta. Okay. And I feel like if you even if you even like a semblance of Sorry to Bother You, definitely check out Atlanta. Because it's... I feel like it comments on a lot of the things that Sorry to Bother You does, but it does it in a more interesting way. Like, they'll do episodes where you're just following a character and you have no idea why you are. You have no idea where they're, where they're going with what they're talking about, but it ends in a way where it's so poignant where you're like, well, fuck, now I gotta really think about, like, <laughs> where they started and why they got to this point. And they do it in a way where it makes you actually think about, like, social issues like this. Cool. So, yeah, definitely check out Atlanta if you, if you like, sorry to bother you. I've been wanting to check out Atlanta for, like, the longest time. I'm just like, my life is just... <laughs> I think I said in the last few, yeah. my life is just piece of shit like i can't <laughs> i can't ever get anything done all i go to is like stuff for this stuff for that stuff for that and i really can't fill in anything i want to actually do in between well, that's why that's why i try to lead you to some good stuff troy thank because i know thank you jade that you're gonna force yourself to watch something good if it's for the show good you're your true friend i try <laughs> i try uh, but yeah, that's going to actually do it for the show, JT. If people have seen Atlanta, if people have seen Sorry to Bother You, yeah. what can they chat with you about well, it? Well, they can find me at Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman on Instagram. And you want Bucky Furman on Snapchat, right? If you want to tell me how terrible I am at reviewing things, <laughs> go ahead and do that at... At least you watch some of this one. <laughs> at least, and not any of it. Like Dawn of the Dead. That's true. Uh, Did you watch it yet? No. <laughs> and it will never happen again. It will again. never happen. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> Je- Gen- El Gen Erico. <laughs> um, 
You can find me at Sword of the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be the Facebook crowd, all of our new episodes are uploaded on that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and all of our new episodes are uploaded onto our hosting site, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. Oh, yeah. And if you don't listen there, that's fine, because we're everywhere on the internet. Oh, yeah. Such as places like Stitcher and Spotify and YouTube and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And speaking of the latter, what? if you happen to be a listener of the iTunes Apple Podcasts, if you rate and review us there, that'd be pretty great because if you like the show that helps other people find the show and if you want to write into the show you are more than welcome to do so at uh, reviewreviewpod at gmail.com oh yeah that will do it for this Monday Zep coming up on Thursday we're sticking to our what we missed in 2018 with a quiet place yes you can find it on Amazon Prime for a 99 cent rental uh, Sounds good to my ears. At least that's what I saw a week ago when I wrote all these things down. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see once we get to it. Yeah. Like, Full on purchase. Yeah. Rent for ten bucks. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I missed a quiet place during the year. I haven't seen it yet. JT, yep. you did see it, right? Sound theaters. Uh, well, probably one of the first brag. movies that I saw this year, actually. Jesus, why don't you just rub it in? <laughs> So uh, this was my pick for what I missed during yeah. the year. And then uh, for the next Monday show, we will decide that later we'll, on. We'll, we'll let you You'll know. Let, we'll let you know. So, we'll let you know. Uh, check up on A Quiet Place. Refresh yourself if you haven't seen it Do or it. whatever. Uh, but that'll be Thursday. But until then, JT, yeah. I have been short of the max extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off. Jesus, I got to piss so bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>